This week, Mostly Technical is brought to you by Lara Jobs, the official Laravel job board and Hello Query, which lets you empower your customers to build your own reports. Now, here's Ian and Aaron. All right, hey everybody. Uh, it's me, Ian Landsman. I'm here with Aaron Francis. Um, this is our first episode of the Mostly Technical podcast. Uh, so really exciting to have you here, Aaron, and for us to be starting this podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, I'm a longtime listener of your old podcast, and it was one of my favorites. Um, and when I'll, I'll let you tell the whole story, but when you reached out to me, I was like, yes, I'm in, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, the yeah, Bootstrap FM was a podcast I had with Andre Butov for years, um, but that's been already like six years ago or something crazy. Time, time flies when you have all the kids and the business yeah. and everything. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it kind of actually leads into this because it kind of felt like I was kind of getting the itch for doing a podcast. And um, so I've been just had this noodling in my brain for quite some time, but just haven't had kind of the right moment. Didn't really feel like I had the right person because, um, you know, to find the right co-host, you, I feel like the, the, you know, the co-host is obviously super important for us to have a good rapport and to have kind of topics that we can, uh, you know, riff on and everything kind of be in the same zone. So yeah, so I've just been ha- had my eyes out and then at uh, Laracon in Nashville, just a couple weeks ago here, um, we were catching up. We did an amazing talk there and uh, emceed the whole thing, which was an uh, incredible job there on your part. And yeah, it just hit me. I was like, oh, Aaron, that'd be the perfect guy. So, uh, you know, we're both obviously deep in Laravel. Um, we're both business uh, people. And uh, we both have a lot of things going on with our businesses, both have a lot of things going on in the Laravel world. Um, So it just seemed like a a good fit. We could have a podcast. We could discuss what's going on in Laravel. We could discuss what's going on with us, um, both personal, fun stuff, business stuff. Uh, Yeah, so it just seemed like it would be interesting and entertaining for, uh, you know, the people out there. And uh, so, yeah, so I reached out to you and you agreed to do it. So and and so you forgot the most important part. We've both mm. watched Seinfeld enough that, <laughs> it, that we'll, we'll get we'll get our little one liners and our little our little jokes. So it's gonna keep the tradition going of the Seinfeld. Yes, yeah, we got Seinfeld exactly. in common for sure. Yeah, um, there's there's, sure have- there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about. And I, I think um I like the fact that we named it mostly technical because I think on our list we've got lots of fun stuff that's like, ah, is that really technical? But who cares? This is a mostly <laughs> technical podcast. Of course we'll talk about of course we'll talk about Laravel and the happenings in the community, but there's a lot of fun stuff going on. I've got a full time job. You own a company with a bunch of employees. I'm trying to build something on the side. You're learning React for some reason, which I can't wait to continually yeah, roast you about. It's just there's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about, so I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have babies coming. I mean, there's a, I, there's I gonna be a, a lot whole of stuff. bunch of babies on the way. Yeah, my baby, my babies are kind of getting big. The oldest is 17, so you have the new babies coming in. So we got a lot of stuff there yeah. on both sides of that equation we could talk about. So yeah, yeah, that. There's all good stuff there. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. There's, I mean, we have a yeah, huge list of uh, coming, starting this right after Laracon. There's like, mm-hmm. I mean, we could do like probably four hours of Laravel stuff. So we're going to try to sprinkle that in throughout. Um, tr- try to do these every week, I think. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But I think we should be able to most most of the time pull that off with a few exceptions. And then, um, you know, try to, yeah. Co- you know, Laravel moves so quick. That's the, that's the thing. It it's does, like, yeah. Even in these, the off you know, times where there's nothing going on. Like Taylor's always got dropping new things with, you know, little, little enhancements and stuff that are uh, fun to talk about for sure. So, and we'll see, it's always fun to talk about code on the podcast and see how to walk that line. Yeah. How much, how much code can we actually talk about in, right. in audio form? <laughs> we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out together. Right. Yeah. That's, that'll be exciting. I've never done a yeah purely not, well, this isn't purely code either, but like even the, um, more heavy technical podcast because bootstrap was not really technical at, at no, all um no, it wasn't. so this will be this will be fun a uh, new challenge here all right so what do we want to jump into first we got a big list here of all different things okay so i kind of want to talk let's start mostly technical i kind of want to talk right. about lk99 i know all right, that's a good one have I, you really have you been following the whole saga yeah yeah i have been 
So what okay. do you what do you think? I mean, I don't okay, know. It's so, very exciting yeah, to start, yeah, yeah. but you know. <laughs> okay, so for for the listener, I will explain um, what I know about LK ninety nine, and I will I will caveat it with just because I'm on Twitter does not make me a, a superconductor expert. You know, I know that <laughs> really? that, that may sure? surprise yeah that may surprise <laughs> you, but I do not claim to be one. Um, so from what I understand about LK ninety nine, it is a room temperature ambient pressure superconductor which stands opposed to all the superconductors that we have which are just like negative a billion degrees and super high pressure um and so this would be a just a monumental breakthrough if it was you know room temperature and so whenever you see like a maglev train that's like flying above the ground um it's doing that because it's got like cryogenically cooled superconducting material and takes a huge amount of energy to like cool the thing down so it can conduct. So that's my understanding of like what is going on. And supposedly, so I think the story is now that these two scientists like were working under their professor in 1999 and like found this material. And since then they've been unable to replicate it. And now, you know, 25 years later or whatever, they've replicated it kind of on accident like they were pulling a tube out of the furnace and the tube cracked at just the right time introducing oxygen and it like made a superconductor so it's like (laughs) it's got it's got all the hallmarks of like this is a movie right Right. like and that's that's part of that's part of where it's like hang on this feels too good to be real yeah so the fun part is like there there's this internal drama and fighting in this in this team out of south korea one guy releases a paper and then the other the other guys are like, oh, crap, we weren't ready for that, but we got to rush to release our papers. So the papers were super sloppy, bunch of mistakes. Um, but now all these teams around the world are racing to replicate it because it's just like lead and copper and phosphate or something. So it's very easy right. to replicate. And so now they're just on Twitter. All these all these like, you know, material science cowboys are on Twitter being like, <laughs> I'm, cook- I'm cooking it up in my lab. It's going to work. Yeah, And we're starting to see, like, we're starting to actually see the rocks float, which is like a sign of a superconductive material. So it like gets in this magnetic lock where it floats in the air. So here's the deal. I'm always like, like when, when crypto came around and we should talk about crypto at some point, when crypto came around, I was like, nah, this is not it. This is just not going to work. I feel differently about this. I feel like LK99 mm. is it. So wow. I, I don't know. I feel hyped. What That's the backstory. What what are your thoughts on it? And then I'll, I'll tell you why I'm so hyped. Yeah. I mean, so I didn't even actually know. I knew that the um, group that published the, the two different papers, were uh, there was disagreement there. I didn't actually have all that backstory of it was actually 20 whatever years ago mm-hmm. they first did it. So that's really interesting. Um I don't know, you know, it feels like uh, I, I'm super, yeah, when I heard it, I was like, this is super excited. I tend to be sort of optimistic. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was like, ooh, yeah, like this is going to be real. Like I'm excited. Um, then I don't know. Then pessimistic Twitter has been mm-hmm. wearing away at me, right? And yep. it's like people have stuff floating, but uh, other things can make things float. So, mm-hmm. like, that by itself is not definitive. And then it's like, has, you know, I don't feel like we've heard from a, we have like the armchair people trying to do it, but I don't right. think there's been like a, you know, big lab. That's there's been no like, national oh, yes, lab. We, we definitely did this and it's super amazing and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so now you're in this, like, I don't know. I'm like, should I still be super jazzed or, mm-hmm. or not? But I mean, obviously the possibilities are incredible. Um, I didn't realize one thing I learned in all this was that there's already like thousands of superconductors that are known. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're all require, you know, incredibly low temperature or pressure or both. Um, so there's only like a handful that are even practical for like commercial usage. And even right. there, obviously it's, you know, very, you know, narrow use cases. You're not going to yeah build a huge thing or mass produce wire or something in right. these conditions. So um, it's more like for in labs and things. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It I don't does, know what to does, think now. It does feel uh, like this is a, I don't know. It feels like people on Twitter, at least early on, were like, universally optimistic and it was like hey we all have something to be excited about instead of like (laughs) be mad at each other about you know instead of like oh you're using javascript in a bad way it's like we made rocks that float right so that part that part was super fun but then of course of course you know it went in a cycle and it's like no you're all stupid this is never gonna work (laughs) you should not be excited about anything ever it's like oh dang it i know i don't know though i hope we i hope it's real 
Don't you hope I, it's real? I it's like... super hope it's real. It would be oh, amazing. Man. I feel like so I feel like even if it's not real, it it is close enough to being real that it will unlock it will unlock these scientists to go down this path and find the thing that is actually real. So my my right. guess is as a material sciences expert, my guess is like <laughs> it's it is doable, like it's real. I don't think anybody's lying. I think it's real. I think it's probably not the final form that is like going to be commercialized and revolutionize the world. Mm. But I think that this is going to be the one where they say, oh, we should go down this path and discover what's one step after this. And then that will be the part that takes us on to like flying cars and, you know, free clean energy forever. <laughs> maybe a little, maybe not that far, but you know. It's like, uh, have you ever seen The Saint, I think it's called, that movie where it's like yeah. a fusion reactor, you yeah. know, free energy for all and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, are, you, are you a movie guy? This, is, this could be important. I'm a big movie guy. I know you're a big movie guy. I'm not as big a movie guy as you are, but okay. I've seen, but I, I grew up watching lots of movies with my dad and we watched yeah. a ton of movies. Um, okay. So I, I could probably hang. I'll hang. Yeah. That's the right era for me. I'm not, you know, the new movie. I like new movies too, but you know, those like 90s movies yeah. earlier, it's kind of my wheelhouse, but um. But anyway, yeah, like the, I mean, I, one interesting thing that I, I read about this too is how this is based, it's kind of like, I guess, rock, you know, rock based essentially, which is yeah. why some people are pessimistic on it, but also it does make it potentially theoretically harder to commercialize because like rocks are brittle. And so even if it does mm -hmm. work and, you know, it's not like a wire you can just roll out and, and things like that. So um, yeah, who knows? But like, like you said, I mean, it's kind of like uh chat gpt right and like large language models like initially you're like whoa this is like does does everything and then you know i mean i use it every day still um on mm -hmm. code and stuff and we can talk about that but it's definitely not like you know there's a long way to go till it's like chat gpt runs yeah. everything and large language models run everything but it's the the possibility has been sparked in enough people that money then is just like piling in there and so that just like you were saying with you know uh, superconductors it's like oh if you get that spark that takes it out of just like geeks in labs who are like yeah we could do this to like more broad appeal then sometimes that generates a lot of um just money in the space which yeah. generates more research and so on so even if this doesn't isn't real real then maybe it still uh helps lead to funding that does find the the easier to use superconductors which yeah and so many one thing that it's been really like it's been really fun for me because I'm not on science Twitter. I actually don't know if science Twitter exists. Yeah, I think it does, but I'm only, I have a tangential, but not yeah. like, I don't have a lot, a lot of people I follow in the science. And group. it seems like, it seems like in the past, you know, two weeks, science Twitter has been main Twitter. And I right. think it's really fun for me because it's not just like them arguing about which beakers to use. It's like them, you know, showing <laughs> videos about, Hey, we're pulling this thing out of the furnace or like, here's a close up of the floaty rock. And it's like, this is what I this is all I ever want Twitter to be. All yeah. I ever want Twitter to be is really cool, interesting, smart, fun people sharing the cool, interesting, smart, fun things they're doing. And this past few weeks has been just like peak what I want out of Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole interesting topic like philosophy of Twitter, right? Like mm. I know you're you're very big on the like kind of yeah, trying to take the good parts of Twitter. Yes. Uh with and not be pulled down so deep yep. into the into the negative parts of Twitter. I, I'm, I'm more on the line. Like sometimes I get down on <laughs> negative Twitter. Um, <laughs> um, it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we want to go all into Twitter, but Twitter is sort of a, an interesting topic. And it has been, yeah, the sci science Twitter coming. I feel like the whole thing, like science Twitter, ChatGPT Twitter, LLM Twitter, and people mm -hmm. like experimenting with all that stuff. And there's like the Lang Chain AI guys. Yep. There's all kinds of different people doing interesting uh, AI type stuff. And it has been a nice injection of uh, optimism and kind of uh, science and technology yep. moving forward and uh, things like that. That's been really cool and refreshing for sure. Yeah, I like I like the vibe shift that's happened recently. I will say the. The problem is if we get to the point where it's like, you're using LK99 incorrectly. Here are 10 things you can do to use LK99 better. That's when it's gone too far. That's when we've entered back into like, okay, 
popular thing of the moment turns into grifter Twitter, and I'm like, God, freaking, this happens right. every time. So, <laughs> it's yeah, just I've, human nature. It happens I've in got, everything I've else. got lots of I've got lots of opinions about Twitter, so we could talk about that at some at some <laughs> point. But yeah. this one has been fun. This has been a very show and tell week on Twitter, and those are my favorite. Yeah. Those are my favorite types of content to consume. Well, and that's such an interesting thing with like hard science type stuff is like, yeah, we're like, there's videos of like people trying to replicate this thing and their things are on fire and there's beakers and there's containers that do stuff. Who the hell knows what it does? Like, and just even just watching those videos is interesting. Um, and that's actually kind of like one of the problems, even, you know, with what we do as I feel like sometimes it is just hard to show, like, obviously there's like, yeah, you can have your screenshots with the cool background and here's mm -hmm. my code snippet or whatever, but it's still just like a hard thing to show. Like I run into this all the time with even my kids. It's like, what do I do for a living? Like dad looks at the screen all day. Like yep. if I was like a scientist and I could bring them to the lab and they could see like, oh, look, here's a thing on fire. Right. Like yep. that resonates with a child when it's just like I'm looking at the screen and you could come next to me and look at the screen with me or, uh, you know, you, I, one of my kids has taken like a coding class or whatever, but it's just not, it doesn't like click like what no. dad does all day. You know, I think that's um, one of the unfortunate things for me. It's a little hard sometimes to convey what we do. Yeah. And even like, even the final output of what, you know, both of us and most of us do is like, okay, so maybe we can't show them the process because we don't have a cool furnace. At least we can show them the end result, which is B to B SAS. Like, uh, <laughs> query this database. Yeah. So exciting! Like, look, you can put first name equals Aaron, and all the Aarons show right. up, and they're like, "Why? I don't care about that. Right. Like, I want to so, see a rock float." So yeah, that is yeah, yeah. that is yeah, exactly. Unless you're gonna make like a, a music app or a social media right. app, maybe. Although my kids aren't into that too much, so like, yeah, it's just it's hard to um, yeah, it's like. My uh, oldest son's been working in the business this summer. Oh, cool. And it's been really interesting. Um, Dave Hicking, who works at Userscape with me, he's been his manager, actually. And uh, But it's been cool. I think he's had a kind of interesting time digging into the business and figuring out what the hell we do, because he's yeah. 17, like, not really sure, essentially, because... Like he knows the very broadest strokes and that's it. Because so yeah, what role like what role app. is he in? Is he like in an ops support or customer support? Yeah, he's or just been doing like he did a little bit of um just like shadowing and then um he's been doing a bunch of research. Like so far he's mostly done competitive research in help cool. for help spot. Um and then he's moving on now to some Lara jobs, uh like competitive research. So yeah, just good like intern, like, hey, go look at everybody in this space mm -hmm. and aggregate a bunch of information and uh come up with some recommendations and things like that cool do you think he's yeah. liking it yes he, he said he's liking it. yeah he's actually probably going to be a history major so he's not really yeah. into the business stuff so much but he's liked it and uh yeah so far so good with that but um yeah but so it's been interesting to have have one of the kids in in the mix on the business and yeah. uh learning more about it but i still wish i had a lab or i could blow yeah, things up and for sure 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i think it is like uh in terms of like sharing stuff on twitter i don't know that you know your 17 year old history major son's ever gonna love b2b SaaS, but I, the, right. our peers you know it is possible right. like the code with the pretty background or short little videos i think it is possible for people to like train themselves to see the things that they're doing and like just even have a little notepad and be like, Oh, that thing that I just did was interesting. I should share that later. Cause everybody's always like, man, I don't know what to share on Twitter. I'm like, did you do uh, anything interesting? Even <laughs> mildly interesting, just like barely interesting this week in your code base, just write it down, put that on Twitter and see what happens. And once you do that enough, you start to get used to like, oh, this is a good piece of content that I just produced as a part of my regular job. I'm going to put that out there. And yeah, you yeah. get used to it. And that, I mean, that kind of touches on a couple of our other topics here because it's like, um, uh, well, first of all, this was kind of the theme, part of the theme of your talk at Laracon mm -hmm. was just like to get out there and share things. And it is hard to get over that hump of like actually just putting things out there, especially if you're you know, not as comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and then even your specific example here is Tobias and like he does a lot of database info just exactly yep. in that format. Um, and I know on our list here we have he's coming out with an indexing book. But mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with him, I don't know his last name off the top of Petri. my head. But uh, OK, Tobias Petri. So 
he does he just does shares a lot of interesting little database factoids on Twitter and um uh, I think he has some other places too but mm-hmm. uh and a newsletter that's why I tend to actually see it if I miss him on Twitter because I'm not mm-hmm. always like completing Twitter anymore so uh he does send them out on emails yeah, too I think it's and, a sequel um, for devs newsletters right. yeah yeah and it's great it's just like here's a little nugget of like database wonderfulness and uh and yeah I mean I mean the database just one database platform has like practically infinite nuggets yep. in it um and then if yep. you cover he does usually cover at least my SQL and postgres them, yeah. so uh and then in my world i also deal with microsoft sql server so yeah there's always like uh yeah database platforms are infinite fountain of uh interesting yeah, topics it's totally an infinite content glitch for him that yeah. he can just talk about databases and yeah so he's got a he's got a book coming out it's like indexing beyond the basics or something I immediately mm. I immediately bought whatever the highest package was because anything that anything that Tobias does on databases I'm going to buy for sure. Um, and it's like it, this is probably a very good example because I think all of the stuff that he you know puts in tweets and newsletters he's known that stuff for ten or fifteen years you know and it's right. kind of hard to be like do I really want to share this because like this seems very simple but then he puts it out there and you look at the numbers on his tweets and it's like. Oh, nobody else knew this but Tobias. <laughs> but Tobias knew it for a super long time. And so, right. yeah, he's he's one of the ones that has been he's grown a very like stable, solid, steady audience by just talking about the thing that he knows and loves. And that's like perfect example. So, yeah, we'll put a we'll put a link to his book in the show notes, but definitely go check it out. In in actually in my Laracon talk, I mentioned like when I was really trying to get good at databases, I thought like I'm I'm smart, but I'm not as smart as Tobias or Kai. And this is the <laughs> Tobias. This is the Tobias that I was talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, indexing book. I, I don't know if I've ever seen an indexing book. I mean, there's probably some out there. I'm guessing like quite long ago would be mm-hmm. my guess is like you know late '90s. Somebody produced some indexing books, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting topic. I definitely signed up to because like. You love database I, I stuff. I love indexes. I you do love do. database stuff. If I wasn't doing this, I think I could be like, if I had to have like an actual job, like database guy, I think could be one. Like, I don't know enough right That's now, me. but like I you have the interest me. in the database. I'm, yeah, I, I have you, a full time job as database guy. You want to be <laughs> yeah, me and I want to guy. be you. It's amazing. There we go. We, <laughs> maybe we should trade places at work. We yeah, should do a Freaky Friday part of the thing. podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I remember I did a database talk at Laracon online and you came on afterwards and you said as the host and you said something like, oh man, I just love database talks. I could just listen to database <laughs> so, talks all day long. It's so good. Yeah. You always learn something and everybody needs the things and you know what I mean? Like even if it's just simple things, it's like there's so many gotchas and mm-hmm. edge cases and you're, everybody's always looking for them to be optimized or faster or whatever yeah. store something that you didn't think you could store like there's just a million things and every app in the world basically touches on them so uh yeah it's like a cool yeah he's got I, I like i like his angle because i think his angle is the same angle that i took for my sequel for developers which is a more like it's it's broader than just indexing he's going super deep on indexing um and i think his angle is like what is the application developer need like what do you actually need to know not to be a dba like a database administrator which is a you know fine calling but i think his audience is all app devs and it's like we need to know slightly different things than than dbas and i think that's his angle there's a good book called um i think it's use the index use the index luke.com or something like that and that's a good one but it's very um it's extremely broad in that it covers you know, six different databases and Mm. it is, it's pretty, it's pretty technical and less practical. Um, So I think this will be, I think Tobias's book will be the spiritual successor to use the index. That's, that's my hope at least. I didn't know about use the index. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, That's what the homepage for it seemed kind of like, I think uh, from what he has out there now, it's like just explaining how like compound indexes work Mm -hmm. and some stuff like that is just like in his examples but i thought the really interesting part is he's gonna use illustrations in a lot of it which is a genius idea um Mm -hmm. because to have it like well illustrated for how the index operates i think is really useful since it tends to just devolve into like imagine explain or whatever (laughs) and you're like okay like i don't know whatever it says it used this index i don't get it and then um but having it visualized uh, should be really cool 
Yeah, I don't know who did his landing page, but it is not a database landing page. It's a proper full on right. like this is a beautiful SaaS. I mean, it's an info product, but it looks like a beautiful SaaS landing page. Good yeah. for you. And then I know yeah. that Tobias didn't do that. He's very good at a lot of things. I don't <laughs> think he's a designer. This is he didn't this is next level. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's working with somebody because obviously he's had somebody do these illustrations too. I assume he didn't mm-hmm. do the illustrations. So maybe he's um, got a partner on it or something. Or Yeah, we talked a little bit because when I, I recently did a, a screencasting website and he reached out and was like, hey, who did you use for your designer? I used this person. I forgot who he said, but his designer did mm-hmm. a great job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your endeavor here. You are a man of many new endeavors. So, I'm, I'm uh, a busy, busy man. You want to talk screencasting.com? Yes, let's do it. Yeah, I so I did this I did this, you know, big MySQL for developers course for for Planet Scale where I work and afterwards people were like, "Hey, the course is really good. How did you do it?" Like, "Hey, how did you do this? Like, hey, how can I do how can I do screencasts like that?" And you know, I would answer and be like, "Oh, here's some of the things I did." And it just kept happening and I was like, "Hey, this is an opportunity. Maybe I have you know, something that I can say or like I'm uniquely positioned to to teach something here. And so I just recorded a bunch of videos. I'm not I'm not totally done yet. I have like maybe mm. 40 recorded and I have just a few wow. more to go. Yeah, it's a lot. It's um, <laughs> a lot. And I started looking around and was like, OK, what am I going to like? What am I going to name this thing? I could do something like, you know, technical screencasts for developers.com because you know everything's right. taken there's there's nothing about right. <laughs> yeah. um and i didn't want to do like i didn't want to really do like a dot dev and i didn't want to do a dot so or dot io and i just wanted to like i wanted to go for it you know and yeah. so i started looking around and i looked at the i started looking at like the godaddy premium domain auctions and there were some there were some good domains on there. And then I came across screencasting.com and I was like, are crazy. you kidding me? <laughs> How is that just available when you like, need it? Like I that's unbelievable. Buy screencasting.com. <laughs> and I sent it to, um, I sent it to like, I sent a screenshot of the auction. It was actually a buy now. I sent a screenshot of the buy now mm. to uh, Andrew Culver, who, who I think, you know, mm. right. You know, Andrew, he's mm-hmm. a, he's yeah. in the Ruby community. He builds bullet train. Um, I sent it to him and I sent it to Chris Fidal and Jason Beggs. And I was like, hey, y'all, should I should I do this? And I forget who, but somebody came back and was like, if you don't do this today, I'm going to buy that out from under you. And I was like, you, I don't know if you're being a friend or an enemy right now. Right. Like, yeah. like I, appreciate, pressure on you. I, I appreciate the push, but this feels bad. Um, <laughs> and so I just I went for it. And so I will I will uh, I will reveal for the first time on the pod as, as exclusive content. Um, so here, let me, before I, so I'm going to tease it before I do, here was my thought process. My thought process was one, I didn't have to get approval from the boss, AKA my wife, because it's running through the business account. So that's like, that's her right off, baby. It's a write off. It's a write off. They just write it off. That's hurdle. Number one, totally, (laughs) totally cleared. And so I yep. didn't, you know, I didn't have to be like, hey, babe, I want to buy this domain. She's like, what's a domain? Right. And it costs how much? Um, right. So I didn't have to do that. Second thing nice. was, of course, it is a write off. Like, it is absolutely a write off. This is no 100 percent. This is no fake. This is a real write off. Yeah. And so yeah. that counts. And then the, the third thing is like, if it doesn't work, which I think it will work, if it doesn't work, the domain still retains value. Like right. I could just turn around and resell it An maybe asset. for a little bit less, but it's, it's screen. It, it's a one word domain that has an obvious backend, you know, business that you could build on yeah. it. So all of those things, I found like I'm justifying. It's not that much. I, was, uh, I, I felt like, okay, this is a reasonable, mild to low risk. And so it was, um, well, let me, how much do you think it was? Cause I think I, yeah, I won't, I won't poison the well, I won't poison the well, but how much do you think it was? Well, you've always already poisoned it a little bit by saying it wasn't that much. So yeah, I know. That's Shoot. kind of limiting me down a little yeah. bit. But let's say, I mean, wow, it's a good domain. Domains are um, off of their highs for sure. Because like with the startups kind uh-huh. of falling off here and the funding. Free money's over. Down. Yeah, the free money's over. People just like drop in big money for any random domain. So um, that helps you 
a bit too. When was this, by the way? Like, was it just I bought like the it last... in April of this year, April of 2023. Oh, wow. Okay. So a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to go 3,500. 3,500 is more than that. Okay. It was, it wow, was, look at it, it was 6,000. Okay. Uh, yeah. 5,000 was kind of my initial thinking. Yeah. But, okay. And then I poisoned yeah. you, and so you went down. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I went down, yeah, yeah. But... So 6,000. 6, and so yeah. huge, huge amount of money for a domain. Big investment for a domain. Yeah, sure. But I, it, and so the other thing is, like, I'm selling a course. I'm not like, I'm going to get a bunch of traffic and make AdWords money. And so I do feel right. like the back end is there where I can at least recoup that. My goodness, if I don't recoup that, right. then I've made a huge mistake. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw that and I was like, I really expected a one word domain to be north of 10,000. And I think by, by the reactions, by the reactions on Twitter, I think everyone expects it to be like way north of 10,000. Right. Like, How did you do that? I'm like, 30, oh, I just, I just kind of, I, I bought it. Um, so just that it's even available is always amazing though. Cause I that's know. the kind of thing where I'm sure there's other screencasting courses and people yeah. who've done startups. All this, you know, there's like, you know, it's kind of a specific word. There's not like a lot of other words for this content yeah. type. My and question so, is like, what the hell is ScreenFlow doing that they didn't buy screencasting.com right? and turn that into like they a standalone marketing asset. Right. <laughs> like well, you want to so do a- screencasting. Well, use ScreenFlow. Like that seems totally obvious to me, but I'm glad they didn't. Well, so here's the theory behind it um, of why it's maybe available. But see, I think for your case, it's great. So the the sort of generic term for things like that, like screencasting mm-hmm. or or database right. or calendar, things like that, um, they are a little bit tricky in the domain world um, because because they are somewhat generic. So like, is it defensible? Like yeah. purely You're from telling me this now, Ian. I've trademark. spent six thousand dollars on it. <laughs> Where were uh, you in April? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's but I think for your use case, it's perfect. Like if you were building a a screencasting platform, yes, I think I would be. I I wouldn't like it as much. Um, just because I think there is more risk to it. I think like anybody can use the term. There's all this like prior art. And so people are going to say, Hey, you can't like trademark that. And I'm going to open up my own thing that says this or whatever. And like, you know, it's even then it's not necessarily the end of the world that you can't totally own a term, but at the same time, people tend to like to be like, well, I own this and nobody else can use it for a similar type app. Right. So there is value in, in that. Um, but I think for a course, it's like totally different because it's like, it lends this like, authority to it that yes, i like totally. it's like this is the course on screen ca- it's literally screencasting.com yes. like this is it this is the guy who knows everything about this and like so i think it's great for that and i don't think it's it's not an issue for you that like trademark wise like i mean you probably should try to trademark it anyway yeah. but like it's not a huge deal um if you can't like totally own the term screencasting because it doesn't matter. You don't even necessarily want to. It's yeah, like, even, you want I, people using the term screencast, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want people out there talking about screencasts and then when people look for how to do them, like they find screencasting.com. Yeah. So, that is my um, hope is like, I think it will be good. I think it will be good for uh, SEO. Maybe I don't super yeah, care about that. I think what is like what you mentioned is it's good for perceived authority. So like when yeah. you when you Google how to record a screencast and I have eventually an article on how to record a screencast and it's screencasting.com, people are going to look at that and go, oh, that's the word. That's the dot com. There's something right. going on here like yeah, that. There's sure. I don't know who this guy is, but this is screencasting.com. It must be like there's some kind of business or money behind it where I can trust these people. At, at the very least, it's on it's. Uh, certainly on the topic I'm interested in right now and what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Like, so at the very least, like I know I'm going to click this Google link and go to a place that's at least about screencasting. Like maybe they're going to try to sell me something I don't want, or maybe it's True. a service yep. and I'm looking for info or whatever. So there's, you know, that, but the baseline, like it definitely lends a lot of authority there of like, yeah, this is, this is where I want to be at least um, yeah. in terms of the kind of type of information I'm looking for. And I think SEO would be huge for you. I think you should definitely, I think you should really put a lot of thought into the SEO. Um, what would you do? And Tell try me. To, uh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely like, you want to own like how to screencast. Like mm. you need like the definitive article on like how to screencast and like getting 
all the people who follow you to like link to that and yep. like talk about it and like come up with something awesome for that one page, especially mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there's like long tail keywords and stuff you could research, but mm-hmm. cause somebody's searching for how to screencast or how do I screencast or how to create a screencast? Like those, those main topic terms, like, I mean, that's just like absolute gold for you. Like th- yeah. those people are ready to buy something to learn how to do it. And so, uh, yeah, I think that you want to do that. Um, cause I mean, even with like, in our world, like um, Tailwind UI, like so much of their success is basically SEO of mm-hmm. like the Tailwind docs, the docs uh, yeah. essentially being monetized by Tailwind UI. And because um, people are out there searching for like, how do I do this CSS thing? Right. And they come in the docs and then they say, oh, I don't even have to build all the stuff mm-hmm. I was going to build. I can just pay $200 to Tailwind UI and copy and paste all the HTML and CSS I need. So um, kind of the same thing with this, like, yeah, you want to you want to own those like how do I type yeah. related terms? I think uh, on the yeah, front. I think I think I could do that. I think I could have two, maybe three big pieces that are high, right. super high quality that tell you how to do you know as much as you can in text, and then be like, hey, do you want to like really know how to do this? You should go watch. Right. These, you should go watch these videos because you're you're trying to learn how to do video. It, it's going to make more sense if you watch the video. So that's a good yeah. That's a good kind of segue. Yeah, for it. sure. And, and how many, you know, I think it's an area you could own. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of articles out there, but you got to get to the main. You have like pretty good audience that's going to link to you mm-hmm. and like all that stuff that um, will help out a lot versus somebody who's just like wrote that same article and just putting it right. on their own without, um, you know, an audience. And so, yeah. Uh, I think that you definitely want to try to own those couple ones. And then, like, whatever, the long tail stuff, like, you could get into that, but there's just going to be like two or three that are like, you know, super obvious. Um, mm-hmm. You could use like Ahrefs or even Google um, AdWords has like a keyword planner tool, whatever. There's different ways to do it, but you could just run, a, you know, spend an hour poking through one of those apps to find um, kind of what the big keywords are around it mm-hmm. and phrases, and then just plan out a couple articles around that that are like landing pages for those. And yeah, I think that'd be huge because no matter how far your reach is, right? Like, Google's is bigger. Google's is a little bit further. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, you just want to be able to reach everybody in the world. Who's like, Hey, how do I do this? Um, Yeah. I run out of Laravel friends at some point and I would like to, I would like to go a little bit further (laughs) with this project. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm excited. It's really cool. I mean, I've never done a lot of screencasting. Um, just like a couple little more like support videos or things like that, but nothing formal, uh, in terms of like a more, fleshed out series or anything but yeah uh, i mean just even using ScreenFlow, like i have ScreenFlow, but um you know it's like it does all kinds of stuff what mm-hmm. do i need what do i not need and what's the baseline setup what are the baseline like resolution dimensions like just even like the really baseline stuff of like when you only go in there once every couple of years and yep. you're like oh i don't know like is this going to come out right like yep. all that all that kind of stuff um just, just a lot of technical setups. Boy, stuff boy do I have cool. the thing for you, Ian. Screencasting.com. Okay, yeah. Awesome. I will be a customer. So it was great. The I, you know, I just, you know, the the launch. So it's like it's not done. Um, and so it is majority done. And so I felt like I was comfortable, you know, putting it out there and saying, it's almost done. Please, please sign up. Um, went super great. I just I tweeted about it. I'm working, Jason Beggs has built out the whole site and he's handling He's handling everything. Um, so he's mm. handling like the lemon squeezy integration. And if there's ever any like support or anything, he's going to handle all that. And so we tweeted it out on, I guess it was sometime last week and the reception was great. And we got a bunch of people to sign up on the MailChimp list. I think we're up to like almost 500 now, which is awesome. Wow. That's great. And so, yeah, the plan is like, I think the plan is send them all an email and, you know, maybe give them access to like the first few lessons um, and then also solicit. So I'll be curious your your thoughts on this. Solicit feedback or like not feedback, solicit submissions from them and be like, hey, mm-hmm. do you have a screencast that's public somewhere that I can like do a teardown of? And if you do mm. send it to me, I'll, you know, if it's OK, I'll include it in the course um, and then I can make. I can make a few videos of that and that can be good 
content to one include in the course as like a you know an examples module at the end but two to like put on twitter as short little videos and send out as a you know a teaser for signing up for the mailing list that sort of thing that's so funny because i i love teardowns and um this is the exact thing we're going to be doing actually pretty soon we were supposed to do it last friday but we had the technical difficulty so it didn't happen um actually with lara jobs like me and oh, dave nice. are going to do this with resumes because like everybody's resumes are horrible yeah. sorry everybody but your resume is bad. you've got good like, tweets about that you've been consistent yeah, about that so, for a long time <laughs> so we're going to do some resume teardowns and try that on lara jobs just because it's like fun and i think people there's so much people can learn from just mm-hmm. getting some feedback from the other side because you don't usually get feedback from the other side like your right. only feedback you get is like you no. don't get a call back right <laughs> <laughs> like um but you don't know nobody ever stops to tell you like what's wrong with your bad resume so um yeah so i think that teardown idea is great like like you said you can use it in all different ways and uh i think people get a get a kick out of getting your feedback on that yeah um this brings up another thought for me here i know we're on the we're really leaning into the mostly part yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) um because this is a question everybody's gonna have everybody has this about you so i'm gonna ask it here in the first episode how do you get all this stuff done because you got babies you got more babies coming you yep. got a job you got a uh, hammerstone you got you know all, all the you got the screen uh, screencasting.com you got new podcasts with me you yep. got all the stuff you're doing so are yeah. you are you one of these like super organized are you i wish uh you know give us a give us a behind the curtain a bit yeah. on how you handle i so a couple of things. One is um, I have, and I've been very public about this. I have decided that this is like, this is my moment. And now is the time. Like now is the time for me to work really, really hard in a way that is not long-term sustainable. And so for me and not for thee, like this is not, this is not advice um, to anyone, but this is what I'm doing. Like I have decided that right now I'm just going to work all the time. And what that means is like, like I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of current TV shows except Foundation. Right. I'm a few, I'm a few episodes <clears throat> behind on Foundation, but I do love Foundation. But like all these new shows, like I haven't seen Succession. I, I never watched Game of Thrones. I've never like whatever the new one is, um, Suits. I don't think that's new. Um, but any of mm. these shows that people mm-hmm. like, I'll go hang out with my friends, and they're like, "Hey, have you watched this? You know, eight season." Or eight, yeah, eight season series. And I'm like, I haven't watched any of it. I don't even know what you're talking about. So right. that that's part of it. Um, I think the other part is I have a lot of like long running projects. And so, like I mentioned, I bought this domain in April and we're in August right now. And so some right. things, some things just stew for a really long time. Like we've been, Colleen and I have been working on Hammerstone, which is now Hello Query. We've been working on that for, for years. And so- right there are things that just like burn in the background for, for a long time. Um, and some of them come to, some of them come to fruition at like, they, they all come to a head at the same point. So it's like, I'm doing Laracon and then I launch screencasting and then we start this podcast and it's like, okay, some of those things like the Laracon talk and hosting was locked in, you know, in January or December. And it just so happened that it came up at, you know, the same time, like this summer. Right. Um, so there's that. And then there's also like, there's also just this thing inside me that I just feel like this is like, I, I'm gonna, I have to make it. And if I'm, if I'm gonna make it, this is the moment. And uh. like, if I'm going to break out of the way, kind of the way that like I grew up and the way that me and like our family was when I was a kid, if I'm going to break out mm-hmm. of that for these million children that I'm going to have, um, <laughs> like, my job is to work. And so that's kind of the, the feeling that I have now. And I don't think it's sustainable. I really don't like I'm, I'm, I feel like I do feel like I'm starting to see like at some point you're going to run out of steam, man. And I'm starting to see that more clearly. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, you know, what a lot of people, the, the, the trouble that a lot of people get in is that they adopt, like they adopt this level of effort or this level of like, God forbid hustle. And they just think this is like their life. And I, I just don't think that I think this is a moment in time that I feel like I have an opportunity and I'm riding a wave and I'm going to do everything in my power to like catch this wave. And it hopefully, hopefully at some point the wave is pushing me. 
right? Hopefully at right. some point I'm just <laughs> surfing. I'll have anything to do. I got I'm just swimming in gold coins. But at this point, you know, at this point I'm paddling, trying to catch the wave and God, I right. hope I catch it. So that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of behind the curtain. I like it. I mean, I think we're very similar in those ways. Like <clears throat> definitely the start of userscape. Like I just worked a totally unrealistic number of hours, just insane. And there was, was, whatever this is like in the early 2000s so there wasn't laravel and there wasn't anything and i was literally just having to write every line of code in my app if the app did anything javascript anything i wrote every line every line of php right and so it was just like 12 hours a day all day every day because there was no packages no anything and so um yeah but it was like okay i quit my job and i burned the boats right and i'm Mm -hmm. like this is what i'm doing um and kind of similar to you like we had our first kid baby it's crying like the whole thing you know and so uh yeah i mean i know you took some heat for kind of having that stance i'm mm-hmm. totally on board with that stance i think everything else is kind of bs like tim ferris and working yeah. four hours a week like you know it's all bs like to me that's none of that's realistic and like you can like come up with the handful of people that those things have been true for but i think for most people just hard work and outworking yeah. other people like is if, like if dhh can work answer. dhh can work 10 hours a week and be a supercar sure. driver like that's awesome for him i wish that right. was true for me that just hasn't that just hasn't been true for me so i don't know what else to do right. i can i can work harder i can do that and i will say for like people that don't fully haven't fully listened to this saga of, of my life when it hits 5 30 or six o'clock wherever i'm working I'm I'm downstairs or I'm inside. I'm helping with the kids and I'm doing dinner and playing and then bath time and bedtime. And so those are things I'm not like willing to compromise on. But then when it hits 7:30 at night and the kids are asleep and you know I have dinner, it's like okay, now now I can sacrifice things that belong to me and I'm comfortable right. doing that. I'm sacrificing yeah. things that belong to me. Eh. That's that's fine. But like sacrificing things that belong to my children, i.e. time with their dad. Like I'm not I'm not just not okay with that. And this is also some uh, advice from the other side of that is that like uh, there's sort of this illusion that it gets easier when the kids get bigger and it does not. Mm -hmm. It is way harder when the kids get bigger. So actually like, yeah, like, I mean, just when you said 7.30 bedtime, I was like, whoa, Whoa, this man is free. Yeah. Yeah. Like 7.30 bedtime. Like, yeah, of course you got to utilize that time after 7.30 bedtime. Cause like, you know, it's not too much longer when they're going to want to be outside playing ball at 30 or doing whatever, or you're going to be running them all around to like all their different activities. And you're not even going to be done with that till nine o'clock. And so, uh, that's like where I am now where it's like, it's harder to utilize those other time slots. And, um, yeah. So I think when they're little, like, and when they're little, like they can be put in a spot and they kind of stay in that spot. Like mm-hmm. when they're eight, they don't stay in the spot. Like they right. fly into the office and they're like, what do you think about this? Yep. And like, you know, there's a lot more there that you're also like sacrificing too. Cause like, yeah, they're not just sleeping and you're then busy or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's more like you're saying no to them Oof, and you're yeah. not going to do something with them yep. because you're going to work on this other thing. Right. And so then it's a more, more of a trade-off. Um, and that's what I see on the horizon. Significant other too, but like, besides yeah, running out of so, steam, I see that like my kids are two right. and it's starting to get to the point where it's like, I think you guys are, you guys are going to be kid kids soon. Like you're not going to be right. like toddlers. <laughs> you're going to be full on kids and you're going to want to like, yeah, dig for worms into the evening and i want to do that so it's i do feel like the time the time is running out so yeah and you have like you're gonna have these other other two too so like you're gonna have a lot close together too you know (laughs) what i mean so like all that stuff's gonna hit close together like everybody's gonna have all these activities all at once and they're gonna have all their different teams and different whatever they do right and so like uh, that's just adds a little bit to the complexity, especially of like the after hours stuff. Like obviously they go to school and stuff, which then opens you up and makes sometimes the days easier. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a big upside of this job is like, I mean, it's definitely potential downside too. And mm-hmm. I've had definitely issues with overworking and yep. different, you know, sure. things that can come from that for sure is something you always want to be cautious about, but it's also an upside that you can get more done. Um, it's going to be a great, if so. I, if I make it, whatever that means, if I make it, it's going to be a great story. You know, everybody's right. going to look back <laughs> and be like, Oh, he tried really hard and he made it. And I'm fully aware that if I just like super crash and burn in a very public manner, it's going to be a cautionary tale. <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of just uh, piling on, I'm piling on the stakes of being like, boy, I hope I make it here. <laughs> 
But I think, you know, so much of this goes back to your Laracon talk, um, which I think has been published, right? Uh-huh. So we should put a link to that. Um, but it's just like, just by being out there, right? Like, even if you totally crash and burn and like, hello query doesn't work and screencasting.com makes a little money and then peters out mm-hmm. and like, whatever. Like, you've built this reputation. You you know a lot of people. You've put yourself out there. And like, you're never going to not have a job, right? Like, right. plan scale heaven forbid goes out of business tomorrow. Like you're not going to be unemployed for like a really long time. Right. So, um, so you still have all these upsides that have already been created by working hard, getting out there. And, uh, then yeah, hopefully like you have the really, the really big payoff is what everybody, everybody wants. Um, but even the worst case scenario, like short of like, you go totally insane as long as you like pull pull back before you totally crash and burn. Um, if it comes to that, then, uh, short of that, like, it's still good outcomes. Like it's still outcomes that most people would be really happy with. Right. So, uh, so like in that way, it's like low risk um, because you've already built a lot and have a lot of upside here. So then, yeah, hopefully, you know, you're able to take it that next level. That's funny because you're 100% right that it's low risk that if, you know, everything goes up in flames, I'll just get another job tomorrow. It's funny because I think it's high risk because I think what will people think of me if everything goes up in right. flames, which goes back to my <laughs> whole problem. True. I'm just worried right. about what other people think of me. Yeah, that's funny. That's, that's so hard. I mean, it is like it's such a hard thing and everybody suffers from it, especially like, you know, everybody out there, you just put yourself out there and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, obviously the armchair quarterbacks are mm-hmm. going to be quick totally. to say their two cents or whatever. But the upside of nowadays is like then you're you're old news by like, 12 oh hours gosh. later or whatever that's one <laughs> so thing that's, that's the, one thing that's i wanted upside. i wanted to say i wanted to fit into my talk somehow and into my article somehow but it it, it could come off as kind of like nihilistic but it's like i promise you that people are not thinking about you like right. i'm so <laughs> worried about what people are thinking about me the real answer is people just aren't thinking about me people right. aren't people like if you are just only thinking tweeting, about themselves like, yeah yeah they're not gonna remember they're like you might they might remember you like five years from now yeah, like, what like, happened what happened to that, to guy? that guy like, i wonder if he crashed yeah. and burned i don't know well anyway <laughs> exactly yeah it's so true yeah Oh well, mostly technical. Uh, maybe like we maybe we got to revise the we got to revise the name at least of the first episode. Barely, <laughs> ba- barely technical. Yeah, <laughs> that might be the play. Over a long, uh, over over a season arc, it will be mostly technical. Yeah, How about that? Exactly, exactly. On average, we're going yes, for average. Exactly. Here. Yeah. Anyway, well, this has been awesome first episode. I think it's really really fun uh, to do, and uh, hopefully the. Uh, the Laravel community and the wider audience gets a kick out of it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Do we have any yeah, asks of the audience? Do we want them to, do we want them to do anything? We should, right. right. We should ask them to do stuff. Um, well, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, obviously you should subscribe to the podcast and your favorite podcast player. We have uh, mostly technical.com, which the dot com is available. I think that's why we went for it. It's like, Oh, this is kind of a good yep. name. Oh, the dot com's available. Yeah. We're going to go for it. Yep, Aaron thought of the name, and then uh, we saw the dot com was available, and we're like, "Oh, yep, done." Um, so yeah, so definitely subscribe. Uh, we're on, we have an account on Twitter and the other places, I'm sure. So uh, subscribe to us on there, and uh, yeah, I mean, definitely check out screencasting.com. Do that for sure, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with more more fun antics. Well, this has been great, great first episode. I'm super glad we're doing this. Yeah, so much fun. Thanks, everybody. See ya.